Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 14, these are God's words. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned, for until the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law, nevertheless death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. So far the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. The apostle begins here. Uh, He's building off of the fact that we have union with Christ, uh, that we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom, not just through whose death, not just through his blood, but now through him, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. And so we have God himself in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, verse 11 said. And he's going to be making a case that um, everything that we have, the righteousness uh, that we have, the uh, life that we have, the eternal life that we have, is in union with Jesus Christ. Uh, But he, as soon as he begins to say, therefore, just as one man entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned, uh, he does not at that point finish the thought or uh, start to finish that sentence even uh, until verse 18. So we're actually going to spend a couple of weeks in this aside uh, that the Spirit carries the Apostle to write uh, in order to prove this reality of federal headship uh, and union with our federal head, in which uh, not only is he a representative of us, but there there is, uh, to some extent, a, a union with him in which we act in his actions. Uh, and so what we see in uh, these three verses especially uh, is that all men sinned in Adam and that all men died in Adam, uh, and that one of the reasons was uh, because the Lord was giving what happened uh, to all humanity in Adam uh, as an example of what uh, happens to all of the new humanity, the elect humanity, uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is their federal head and representative. So that just as Adam being your representative, you sinned in his sinning. Uh, But Jesus being your representative in the new humanity through faith in him, you obeyed in his obeying. Adam being um, your representative, you died with him in his dying. Uh, And so we are spiritually dead already when we come into this world. Uh, And physical death is actually a secondary uh, sort of death. But when you believe in Jesus Christ, you find that you are one of those elect persons uh, of whom he is federal head uh, in a new humanity. uh, And in his dying on the cross, you died with him. And in his rising again from the dead, you you have risen again from the dead with him. And even, we learn from places like in Ephesians, in his ascending into heaven and sitting, we have been not just ascended with him, but... Uh, Ephesians uh, talks about our being seated with him 
in the heavenly places, uh, that where Christ our mediator has taken his seat, he has done so as a public person, he has done so uh, in union uh, with us, he has not stopped being united to us to sit on the throne of heaven. Uh, That does not mean that you rule heaven, uh, but that you are united uh, to him uh, who rules heaven. Uh, And so uh, there's these uh, great big realities that are true of our representation by Christ and union uh, with Christ. Uh, And so uh, he takes the time in verses uh, 12 through 17, the first portion of which we have today, Uh, verses 12 through 14, to show that this is a truth, this is a reality. It says, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. And now he is saying, for which sin do we die? That's the question. Uh, And yes, we commit our own sins, and they are all deserving of death. Uh, and they uh, uh, they are against the law of God as written on our hearts, and they're all deserving of hell because they are against the glory of God. But for which sin is the uh, the penalty of death um, uh, prescribed? Isn't the exact right word? Uh, I can't remember the word right now. But uh, the the sin that the lo- the penalty that the law demands. That, that sin has, uh, and he goes on to say, for until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. So where did the sinning come from? Where is the sinfulness? Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned. Okay, so um, until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. So Uh, The sinning had to come from somewhere, and the imputation of the sin, the penalty, you know, people received the penalty for their sin. It was reckoned against them, or counted against them, or imputed to them. And he says, even before Moses came, death reigned from Adam to Moses. And the law, the the given, uh, explicit uh, law where... Death was assigned for something, uh, was not given. Um, now there is, in Genesis 9, um, the, the writing of uh, he who sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. Uh, but again, that's a different sort of transgression. And the, not everybody who died, in fact the great majority of those who died, did not actually shed man's blood. So even over those who had not sinned, and in this case it's according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. And so what he's saying is, everyone who died from Adam to Moses, and even everyone who dies now, we die for eating the forbidden fruit. We are sinners because we ate the forbidden fruit. We were in Adam. So, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. We all sinned in Adam. Did all mankind fall in Adam's first transgression? All mankind 
descending from Adam by ordinary generation, or the covenant being made with Adam, not only for himself, but for his posterity, all mankind descending from him, descending from him by ordinary generation, sinned in him and fell with him in his first transgression. This is where that comes from in the Bible. This is where God teaches us the truth, the reality of federal headship, representation, and then union with our federal head in his acts. Now this is bad news for us because not only did we all sin, we all died. Yes, we all do die at the end of our life in this world. Well, except for, was it, Enoch and Elijah? But that is not the reign of death. The reign of death is both our death at the end of this life and the dead state in which we come into this life. We are dead in our trespasses. Uh, we are dead in our transgressions. That language from Ephesians chapter 2, that trespass, transgression language, uh, <coughs> is the same as the transgression language uh, at, uh, in verse 14 here, uh, where uh, we have violated the covenant of works in Adam. And that's why we are conceived in iniquity and born in sin. That's what David is confessing in Psalm 51. He's not just confessing his sin with Bathsheba. He's not just confessing his sin against Uriah. He's not just confessing his sin in the entire cover-up, his sin against uh, Joab and everyone else um, in the cover-up. He's confessing that he has been worthy of the wrath of God ever since he came into this world as a spiritually dead sinner in the moment that he was conceived. This is why Christ had to be conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary, of her substance, yet without sin. So that it would be, so that Jesus is not in the first Adam, but he comes as the last Adam, one who is the federal head and representative of a new line. But because those who are united to him as those of whom he is the federal head, because we are sinners. He doesn't receive, uh, he didn't sin um, in Adam, but he has counted against him on the cross all of the sin of all those who belong to him because of our union with our federal head. And so um, John the baptizer recognizes that Jesus has no original sin or sin of his own uh, to repent of. He's baptizing with a baptism of repentance. Uh, and he says, me, baptize you. I need you to baptize me. Uh, and Jesus receives his baptism uh, to prepare him for his earthly ministry and to indicate uh, that his union with us. But we sinned in Adam and we died with Adam. We were dead before we existed, and we were conceived in iniquity and born in sin. There is no such thing as an innocent human being. There is no such thing as an innocent embryo. So all men sinned in Adam, all men died in Adam. Uh, but the reason for this reality is then given uh, at the end of verse 14. 
who is a type of him who was to come. The first Adam was a type of the last Adam. Uh, here it's uh, the type, anti-type language. Actually, you can see now comes from the Bible. The anti-type is the original, of which a type is a model. But usually uh, we use this type, anti-type language to talk about when the original is going to appear later. Uh, and the, uh, the one that is a copy or a pattern um, uh, of the original comes first. And so God uh, gives the type first, and then the anti-type comes later. And so the type is, is uh, Adam because Jesus is coming. And when Jesus comes, he's going to obey. And all those whom he represents are going to obey in him. And when he dies an atoning death on the cross, not, not just uh, a punitive death, this is the punishment we deserve, but an atoning death, this is the completion of all that was deserved so that it can then be removed because it's done. The, the, the penalty, the curse upon the sin is completely satisfied and the guilt is gone. Because this is going to happen when Jesus comes into the world as the federal head of his people and when we believe in him, we're united to him through faith. We find uh, the, that we are united to him in his death. We are united to him in his resurrection. We are united to him in his everlasting life. Because that was going to happen, the fall happened in the way that it did, as a type, as an example. Now, there are people who reject the idea of Jesus being their representative. They say, well, it's not fair that one man would die for another. How could... Uh, how could he obey for others? Uh, that doesn't work. I don't agree with that. Well, you're not God. You're not in charge. You didn't create reality. You are not one whose character is inherently just and all other justice is determined by it. So what you agree with is fairly irrelevant. But it's also irrational because you can see that everyone comes into the world spiritually dead. You can see that they're all sinners. You know it about yourself. And you can see that all men die. That this penalty that you know in your heart, you know in your mind, is the penalty for sin. Everybody is subject to it. So this happened somehow. So even the person who doesn't know a thing about Adam or refuses to agree that there is not evolution, but that all humanity came from the man and the woman and that the man was actually first in this case and that he is the federal head. We did not fall in Eve. We fell in Adam. Even if they don't agree with all those things, they can still see and are experiencing the result, the reality of those things. And so the Holy Spirit, by the pen of the Apostle here, comes to us and he says, you can see the sin, you can see the death, you were there in the garden in your federal head, Adam. You sinned in him. You fell with him. You died then. And that is how you came into the condition you're in now. Being someone who started out from your conception as a sinner. And even now, after you have a new nature, 
you still have that remaining sin that is like a law within your members, he's going to say in a couple chapters from now. He says that's how all of humanity came to be in that condition. And that's sure. Well, here is something that is just as sure. Therefore, just as through one man, then verse 13, or sorry, verse 18, therefore, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. And you can be as sure about being righteous before God and alive forever, spiritually alive forever. If you are a believer in Jesus, as you were sinful before God, spiritually dead, and subject to everlasting death, because you were a descendant of Adam. And so he is working on us uh, to draw uh, from the type, the example that God built in on purpose, to the anti-type, the Lord Jesus, to give us, uh, to strengthen for us our certainty of righteousness and in Christ, our certainty of life in Christ. Praise God, and may the Spirit give us that certainty. Let's pray. Our Father in Heaven, this was a little bit of a uh, mentally challenging portion of your word for us. We thank you for it. We thank you for the way you so ordered history and even the fall of our first parents um, and our sinning and dying in Adam. Uh, we thank you for planning it in such a way that it would then uh, be useful to us for the assurance that we may have of righteousness in Jesus and life in Jesus. We pray that your spirit would uh, help us, that he would uh, lead us in meditating upon uh, this truth, uh, that we would be more and more convinced uh, of Christ's great headship and federal representation that we would know that we were in him as he obeyed and marvel and delight, marvel at and delight in his perfect obedience. Uh, and that we would marvel at and delight in his indestructible life. And that your spirit would bring home to us that in him these now are ours. And that they cannot be lost. And so stir up our faith in your son, our Lord Jesus, we ask by the help of your spirit. Amen. Thank you.